0: I have a favorite ask. What is
1: it? My sister Betty's daughter had a daughter. That makes her my grandniece. Well, my sister's been long gone, and last year her daughter died. And it's been hard on my grandniece, so I hear. She's mixed blood. And when she was a child, she would come to Gracewood with her mother. One summer they came every week. And Maya, that's her name, was enchanted, enchanting, just to see her play in the gardens. Here's a picture.
0: You're listening to The Night Before, a movie podcast. Each episode, we find a unique place in the city and share a drink in our thoughts about the movie we watched the night before. This is Lee, and I am joined, as always, by my husband, Jesse. Hi. Can you see me? I can see you. Good. Welcome back.
1: The com- no, circa 1949. Circa. We do like podcasts in like, when we're in Tampa.
0: We like podcasting These
1: here. days, in, like, two places.
0: This is our favorite spot.
1: That's our, as our the go-to. audio says, as the audio says, um... We pick a place in the city, an interesting place in the city. This is our well, it's one of the most, most interesting places. Interesting
0: places that for we sure. come to.
1: Um, it's a rainy Tuesday af nope. Sunday. Rainy Sunday afternoon, evening in August. Yep. But it's cool for a change.
0: Cooler. We can sit outside, actually, in the heated yeah. summer that we've had. It's true. It's been like unbearably hot.
1: We're at Circa, one of our favorite go tos. We're drinking, they don't brew beer. We've talked about it.
0: We but we're drinking two, two hazy,
1: but they yeah,
0: actually taste the same. This thing. is
1: where we're calling the IPA, high, hazy IPA scene to task.
0: Right. Because we ordered two that we know and like.
1: Two, two great local faves
0: Skyway Haze, which is Green, by Green um, Bench
1: Brewing in St. Pete.
0: Green Bench. We've
1: never podcasted there.
0: Never, but we like it
1: and Juice Lork,
0: Magnanimous. Which We've we podcasted have podcasted
1: there. there. But here's the the trick, right? We didn't see
0: them pour them, so we're not exactly sure which one's which, the, and they honestly taste the same.
1: So It's like the Pepsi Challenge, mm-hmm. it's the Hazy IPA Challenge. We don't know what we're drinking. They taste close to the same. Now, I sure. will say, I'm going to take a sip here. They also look close to the same. Like, I have a feeling this is...
0: Juice
1: Lord. No, the Skyway haze.
0: See, I think opposite.
1: However, only because I think that's what she poured. However, Someone's looking at us really. Strangely. I think that it tastes like Juice Lord.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think this one's Juice Lord, and that one is um, Skyway.
1: So Either which way, that's that. Sure. Yeah. It's just you know.
0: So <clears throat> we're um, gonna move on, even though people are staring at us very strangely. We might
1: get some. They Inception might. Bros on yeah. camera any second now.
0: Bros. Maybe. <laughs> so our Oppenheimer like episode. Maybe. Barbie, Barbenheimer?
1: Yeah, our Barbenheimer part two episode.
0: Yeah. So
1: those, those three dudes, which did not appear on camera, stared off camera. They hated Oppenheimer.
0: Probably.
1: What they'd probably also hate was our Paul Schrader double feature
0: that we just watched this weekend.
1: Yeah. Paul Schrader. Um, the
0: second one last night.
1: We watched um the more his most recent Master Gardener. Uh-huh.
0: Not last night.
1: Well, the the, the night before the night before. before the night and before. The night before the night. Last before. night we watched.
0: The reform. First
1: reform starring Ethan oh, Hawke. First
0: reform. An
1: A twenty four film from about twenty
0: mm-hmm.
1: Big, Paul Schrader fan here.
0: Yeah, I don't really know about him until you I mean I know I've watched movies by him well, he's but famous. I'm not I'm not one that remembers directors. But well, he's famous
1: full disclosure, the the films the two films he's more famous for for writing and or directing, because he writes and directs. He wrote Taxi Driver.
0: Right.
1: Directed and maybe wrote. Can't look it up. American Gigolo. Oh yeah. I've Richard seen Gere. That. I've
0: seen that. We we podcasted on that, didn't we? No, we we started
1: watching it because of my Paul Schrader ness, but we never podcasted. But that's not the Paul Schrader I love. I love a recent film, Card Counter, which you didn't.
0: I I saw parts of it. I was working at the time.
1: And the Willem Dafoe film, Light Sleeper.
0: Right, I saw that.
1: No, you didn't watch that. (laughs) Susan Sarandon. Willem oh, Dafoe. I showed you the trailer. Okay. It's on okay. Tubi. Okay. 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 Um, love those films. Paul Schrader team seems of some of his work seems to have a, um, a
0: similar framework. A
1: similar framework. Seventy-five percent of a male, just kind of
0: male protagonist going
1: through some turmoil. The last 25 percent of the know. film comes to blows it can either be super violent can be a big revelation some big change happens
0: right there's a lot of like mental anguish there's a lot of him working things out yeah. with the um, other characters around him so
1: but i will say this after watching these two movies first reformed and master gardener paul schrader big fan of journaling huge big journal advocate
0: i'm a big journal advocate
1: <laughs> yeah i know yeah talk to us about it
0: it works things out for you and maybe that's where he got a lot of his like, movie ideas that he journals himself Yeah. and the movie ideas kind of bubble up right i'm thinking that's like, like the, writers do like
1: in first reform that ethan, the ethan hawk character he he's doing a um 12 month experiment experiment of like i write in my journal
0: every day just like Flat out, truth. unfiltered, unfiltered,
1: and then I will burn and shred this and destroy it at the end of the 12 months,
0: right?
1: Or is the journaling so I see that I mean, you don't think of it included unless I think it's part and of your the life.
0: Master Gardener also journals,
1: yeah, it's
0: also he mainly journals about plants and right, whatnot. yeah, but I think there's um metaphors and similes within yeah. that
1: it's also sure. a good plot it's a good like device for your movie
0: uh-huh.
1: it gives you an excuse to have voiceover
0: well it gives internal thoughts of a character
1: yeah and yeah. it can guide your film yeah because um, i if i believe correctly light sleeper willem Dafoe, uh-huh. he's like a drug runner for susan sarandon she's like a, a drug dealer oh yeah no i haven't seen that and um he does a lot of voiceover. I don't know if he's journaling at home when he goes back to his. That's the other thing. A lot of his characters just live in solitude, like bare rooms, bare. Th- you know, it's
0: maybe that's how Paul Schrader lives. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Those creative types can be a little crazy. So at let's times.
1: let's start with Master Gardener.
0: Okay. First um, of all, should we say? Oh, we'll do that after. What. Which one you liked better?
1: Yeah, we'll do that final decision. do that at the end. Also, I'll set up for our framing for the video. We do have the taco truck behind us, which is one of our favorite taco trucks in Tampa.
0: It really is, we like it a lot.
1: So we did want to highlight them in the we background.
0: Got ta- we got nachos today. We typically get the tacos, but the nachos are pretty yeah. special.
1: Keep that off camera. The
0: jalapenos are really yeah. good on it, but anyway.
1: All right, so Master Gardener, been wanting to see it a while, it's funny, I really wasn't hip to the phrase Master Gardener until, like, I just did a lot, a year's work with Master Gardeners.
0: Oh, okay. So that's why it caught your eye.
1: Well, Paul Schrader caught my eye. But I did work amongst Master Gardeners hey, for nice a year. Yeah. None of them are as cool as Joel Edgerton.
0: And as rigid.
1: Or as scary.
0: Or as scary.
1: So, what did you think of uh, Master Gardener?
0: I really liked Master Gardener a lot. I have to say, the um, I can't think of the word. The scenery, the the garden. Yeah, the scenery, the setting was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the concept of it with the niece, and I liked that he was kind of indebted to this although I think some a lot of it was predictable yeah like I knew he was gonna end up like being sexual with the
1: the young niece
0: no well that yes and the... oh, oh
1: with Sigourney Weaver yeah the sort of I like kind
0: of figured that because the way she called him sweet pea and sweet the way she treated kind of him it. right and I knew of course he was gonna end up being sexual with the niece which is very predictable
1: yeah, you almost didn't want that
0: i almost didn't want that because i mean the age difference was ooh, too much
1: so there's some yeah so it's funny normally we talk movie by movie some very common themes at least in these two films
0: and i older, I felt, older male yeah
1: becomes attracted and entwined with a younger female right in both movies. yeah because amanda C- seyfried who's in yeah form, similar path happens with the other yeah.
0: He's like 47, she's 33-ish. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the problem for me was that the, the way older male with an early 20s girl, the influence you have on someone that's come kind of been, like, troubled, like, I'm just going to go save her, but then I'm also going to have sex with her. Also. And I'm also, you know, that kind of bothered me a bit well, like
1: yeah. well when you look it, at it
0: it's too it's, predictable it's like, and, like
1: and 20, 23 film look at in 23 eyes we, we seem to be hyper critical on like older man younger female like no but that's extreme on it, older on it. that's she was like 25 26
0: moving 24. her real age
1: yeah because 24 no, 23 character says she goes how old is she and he goes like 20. And Scorny Weaver goes, older? Like, because Scorny Weaver's character- She's like it,
0: between Grant, 20 and 25. She
1: doesn't know because she's been, this is her sister's daughter's kid,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: So she's not even, and this is her like, I'm not connected. I mean, he's me.
0: old enough to be her father. Of course. And I, I'm not trying to be hyper focused on it because of the times we live in, I just think it's, like, too predictable. Like, that, okay, well, well say, of course he's going to have sex with her.
1: He's too predictable, and then you can also say it's too unrealistic. Right? Right. But I think in this one, unlike first... Film, I
0: liked the movie. I just didn't like yeah. that aspect of it. So,
1: so Card Counter, which you didn't really see, which is really good. It's really slow and plotting. It deals with, like, war crimes from the Iraq War and... And and the torturing of prisoners at Guantanamo Bay, mm-hmm. right? And which I think Willem Dafoe is in Card Counter. Okay. But anyway, so it, it's kind of the main character, and that one is coming to, and he has a, a young apprentice, a young shadow, a young person, right? Just like these last these other. Things. But anyway, so it's coming to that redemption. And I think first reformed had its similar message of like the main male protagonist going through this journey, right? And where he ends up. At Joe Master Gardener, I really liked it. And for your points I get. But I felt this one, Paul Schrader was being very to um, forgive the pun, like being very black and white. Like it's a very like it's an allegory. It's like you need a young black woman for him to fall in love with and to to, because he's make joel edgerton he's he's a former proud boy white supremacist supremacist that killed neo nazi killed people yeah because of their
0: race and Mm -hmm. mm -hmm.
1: and it's this weird like take on race relations slavery and redemption this is his path to be redeemed right and so it's it's so I looked at it that way, of like, oh, because, yeah, it's, it's a little, it seems inappropriate or a little uh, I think white savior. A, even like he did a little of the white savior. I'm gonna save you from drugs for her. Right,
0: right, yeah. But at the
1: same time, she was his savior and his redemption, because she it, she made him be vulnerable and stand up to the quote powers that be. Sigourney Weaver is like the plantation owner. But at
0: the same time, yeah. and But at the same time, she was also cast as the, the cliche black girl that gets into trouble and into drugs and lives in the projects. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, Like, I, but a little bit I, on, yeah. So you the know. Is,
1: I looked at some of it, like which, see, see the whole movie, okay. of, even though you're narrated through Joel Edgerton's eyes, like he's journaling, talking yeah. about plants. And you know he's kind of um, because of the trauma he's felt in his life, and he's in witness protection, like he's trying to redeem himself, right? But in some ways, *The almost like is the the movie is really from Sigourney Weaver's character's perspective, the sort of white plantation, like the quote plantation owner, right? Because she holds all the cards, so mm-hmm. Uh, mixed race, great niece or whatever.
0: Doesn't seem to bother her.
1: No, it does bother her.
0: I mean, but she accepts her.
1: I don't think she does. Oh, okay. Right? Because any,
0: it's not unconditional. It's she like wants, she yeah, screws she, up, then she's she wants out. Her to be yeah. So
1: grateful. Oh, I got to be. Right, honest, right, right. Or gardens. I want you to. If once she speaks her mind, Sigourney is like, you're done. Yeah. It should be like, same thing like Joel Edgerton's character. He's supposed to like, be grateful for her. She's his.
0: Well, if Sigourney doesn't hold the power, then she doesn't want them there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so because of, you know, we're trapped, sometimes we're trapped by the guilt of our past. Mm -hmm. And it was. So we live a
0: life that we don't necessarily aren't proud of just because we feel so much guilt from our past. Yeah, that's
1: his character just lives in constant guilt and shame. He can't get the tattoos off his back because it's a reminder of who he once was. Because mm-hmm. I thought those was really light at one point. He said, she said, who was that? Who are you when she learned? The girl learned about his tattoos. And and he said something like, I was a different person. I was somebody else then I'm trying to be better now or whatever. That's a person I used to be.
0: My question is, what made him change his thoughts? I think how did how do we just time just how did his thoughts change completely change about What where is the race
1: or about where was the being like under the thumb of
0: I just didn't understand just did through gardening was his transformation.
1: I think over time. Yeah. Okay. I think we met him at the cusp of his change, like when she showed up and she's a a mixed white, black, white, you know, African-American person. Mm -hmm. He has. There's no signs that he's uncomfortable with that. Right. right. There are people of various backgrounds right. part of his staff, of course. So we can ascertain from that. that's why it's supposed to be a little shocking when we learn about him later, right? But like, Oh, you were a white supremacist, neo-Nazi at one point. He shows no signs of that
0: now. So he's already he transformed kind
1: of Grips with that. We but just he lives in shame and guilt.
0: That that was, was one, that a part person. of him at one time. I feel, yeah. Yeah. And she <clears throat> lives in shame and guilt of her drug addiction because she constantly says, like, I'm not an addict. I'm not an her addict. Addiction,
1: but she is an addict. Yeah. Um, her situation of almost wanting the, the, the contradiction between coming having a connection to a family of
0: wealth and well, means
1: but the only life she's really experienced is one of poverty mm-hmm. because As of her addiction well, and because the sister's right. daughter order, had married a, a black person yeah mm-hmm. yeah i
0: mean I liked all of that. I just did think like, okay, so maybe the protagonist could have been younger to make it not as creepy, but then would he have that war experience like, you know, like, 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 not war experience, but neo-Nazi kind of. Some of
1: it I looked at as like, it's the story of America, right? It's like when she confronts him later and says like, and they standing, because there's two scenes where
0: Sigourney One, Weaver. Sigourney
1: Weaver and him stand naked in front of each other, or he stands naked in front of Sigourney Weaver. She says, like, take the clothes off. It's a power. Yeah.
0: Power play.
1: It happens again later between him and her. And the, after the girl. Yeah. And then after they're both naked, both exposed vulnerable, he just comes and like puts his face in her belly. Right. right. Like it's nothing sexual really about it it's
0: right it's just like i kind of i like this is all of me like i you know my secrets in my past like, like now the you know
1: scene where he's talking about smelling the soil yeah yeah, yeah. right he's like smelling getting, her body and was well, getting back to your roots your core humanity
0: yeah and being of, a human
1: being and kind it of does that weird scene at that point where they're really not driving through the night they're driving through the night and all the flowers are blooming right
0: right mm-hmm. um, but they're just like
1: glowing,
0: in love with each other yeah
1: and they've kind of both like so connected I, yeah. they've connected and i looked at some of it it was like oh this is like an allegory for the story of america right yeah america i mean i really its, liked the story a lost, lot is now confronting the the ones who still hold in power like there's the great scene between him and Sigourney Weaver at the end.
0: I really like this story a lot. And I'm not trying to come from the 2023, but I'm thinking like, okay, he's like our age, 40, my age, 47, 48. I'm thinking like, okay. Let's let's put the shoe on the other foot. Like I'm 47. I'm going to go after a 23, 24 year old person that could be my child. It just feels a little creepy not just because i'm living in this era i think it would feel creepy 10 years ago or 15 years ago as well i just think he seemed a little too old with her that's all
1: could the the movie be just as good as impactful if it is just like 10 years younger no i'm not even saying younger we're just i'm she's with me i'm with her we're not together sexual but
0: Yes, they didn't need the sexual element.
1: She's gonna yeah. live in the in the house with me. We're gonna, yeah, I'm so helping her, on I'm her supporting her. On.
0: I'm kind of in love with her, but I'm not gonna go there because I'm not gonna take advantage of this vulnerable yeah. person. At the end of the day, I think it could have had just as much impact to the
1: story, like some of that. And then, like I said, and I thought about that watching, it, and then that tiptoes into like white savior territory.
0: True, um, it still
1: does anyway, it does, but I, but I felt that it was does a does anyway, bit of like she was his savior she yeah. was yeah you're By right him forgiveness
0: i and like yes 100 she was
1: i got in it was two pieces one you needed the balance of power in their relationship mm-hmm. she needed something to give to him yeah just make him some control and power in that dynamic and then two it's also the that she
0: had control over her sexuality. Control, yeah. yeah.
1: That it was her demands. This is what I want. Right. And that's how it was presented. He never pursued her. Right. She always pursued him. She did. Um, And then the second piece when he went and confronted Scorny Weaver near the end and was like, the two of us will be living together. Right. On the grounds in this house. That was also, again, it's that like story of America. Like, right. this is happening. Right. Deal with it. Right.
0: Yeah. I I really liked the movie, the cinematography. That's what the word I was looking for earlier, I think was really good. It was a beautiful film. Like, great. It's a beautiful film. The characters are beautiful. Everything's really nice about the film.
1: Two good things. Visually. Something happened in both films and we start getting to first reform, but it happened first in um, Master Gardener. And we talk sometimes about viewer expectations, like we kind of, I mean, for me, you either think it's going to happen, not that you maybe want it to happen, but you think that's the path, because it's like your viewer expectation. You think it's going to get terribly violent at some point. I did. Right? It
0: didn't, though.
1: And in some ways, you're rooting for it a little bit. Deal with those drug dealers.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Confront, scorn, We let the rage come out.
0: Right. But it doesn't.
1: And that's part of her role, too. Like, the rage is within him. And she's the one who's like, I have the one who has the reason to have the rage. Right. You see that later in the next movie where about rage and anger. But she keeps that control in check. And the movie never takes it and like, oh, this could end violently and, and intense. And instead it goes, it gets you right up to it. And then it, it's one of those like, it's playing chicken.
0: Yeah, it kind of like- seeps up. And then comes back down. You're like, coming, like well, when is when it going to over? Yeah, I love that because I hate movies that are just. This is the climax. Everybody gets shot, everybody gets killed, everybody gets stressful. It's, you know, I do like that about those movies because yeah. I don't like it. You know, fulfilling some violent act just because the mass wants to see violence and
1: like, sex and nudity uh, and movie, Ruby in Paradise, like I went to the edge of the edge. To the yeah, edge of the edge. the edge of the edge. That's, That's right. It takes, to the edge of the edge.
0: And then it simmers back down much more like real life. Yeah. Does a lot of us come to the edge of the edge. Mm-hmm. But then we get our wits about us or find a solution or get determined like it takes getting to the edge to drive us to move forward, to figure out a solution for some of our problems. Yeah. And that's kind of what it shows, well, at least in Master Gardener, <laughs> what it shows.
1: Well, yeah. And I think in First Reformed, Joel Edgerton was really good as, like, the, the trouble yeah. protagonist. But I don't think he held a, camera, a candle to Ethan Hawke's performance. Ethan Hawk was great. And like, pure torment and inner ...severe, widespread, and irreversible impacts. And when scientists say stuff like that, uh, you know, uh, National Center for Atmospheric Research, Lawrence Livermore, Potsdam Institute... Uh, Reverend he went on like that for some time. By 2050, sea levels two feet higher on the East Coast, low-lying areas underwater across the world, Bangladesh, 20% loss of land mass, Central Africa, 50% reduction in crops due to drought. The Western reservoirs dried up, climate change, refugees, epidemics, extreme weather. You know, the the bad times, they will begin. And from that point, everything moves very quickly.
0: Ethan Hawke is great. I've always loved him. And he the, was the far control. superior to Edgerton. Yeah. As far as that role, even though Master Gardener I think I liked the it movie more, and the was ending was better, and everything. But Ethan Hawke was far superior. Yeah. As a
1: so may first, as a protagonist, and so it? first reformed a few years ago came out. Ethan Hawk's a priest in a small little, forgot about church, a little souvenir church, mm-hmm. an old historic building, in the shadow of the local mega church mm-hmm. um,
0: Cedric the Entertainer know, is the priest kind of. Up which um, is kind of fun it's kind of
1: yeah, good for cedric to be like i get it i'll do the role yeah i get the part yeah um me. and like the dwindling congregation of like six people
0: yes yeah, it's so people. sad
1: uh, and just like the interesting thing of like the first Reformed. It opens early on with that monologue that Ethan Ock gives the uh, the activists, the yeah. activist mm-hmm. about living in contradiction, you always have to hold on to despair and hope at the same time. You know, oh when despair. he's
0: talking to her, yeah. When Him. You, I mean when you
1: live in this um Amanda Siegfried's husband. Yeah. Seyfried, yeah. You always live in you always you can't have hope without also having despair Despair, yeah and that waking up with the blackness at night right in all of us um it's like a powerful monologue one of the most powerful yeah. in a long time
0: i i agree i liked that
1: and then that carries the whole movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: that whole idea and what happens when despair seeps into you i mean it, it's a very depressing movie very, very depressing complete very bleak like the power of despair once he gets inside him.
0: i forgot it literally what happened to his child? His, his child his his child
1: his child was killed in afghanistan oh iraq afghanistan and iraq he iraq.
0: encouraged him to go into the arm because yeah. he was part of
1: yeah it's the generational, army generational like the family military was you serve your country
0: and he encouraged his son and then his son was killed in afghanistan yeah. or iraq Iraq I think so. okay. and dealing with that despair and then counseling someone that has despair and no hope
1: and then transfers that despair to you.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: Which I totally feel that like, I mean, I totally can see how people that counsel other people, psychologists, psychiatrists, Priests, whatever, to constantly be dealing with people's sadness and despair and depression. How can you not, at times, mm-hmm. turn it onto yourself and be like, you know, mm-hmm. if you have to really have a strong core, yeah, or belief system or whatever it is, in order to not turn around and make that make you feel depressed yeah. i mean there's all about like positivity and attitude the people you surround yourself with the people you and i think that's a really difficult and realistic situation yeah. that people like that deal with
1: for sure no it was good i mean you start off you're thinking yeah ethan Hawks as this kind of lonely priest he's kind of lonely and sad but he's got it he's got it together enough uh-huh. Um, but he'll be okay. Except reality, then
0: you you slowly learn how much of an alcoholic he
1: is. Yeah. Yeah, over the time of the he's movie. self-medicating with alcohol. Yes. He is has cancer eating away at him, but he's not doing anything about it.
0: He's self-destructive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, but it's the same thing. It's like it's like Paul Schrader works well in just sort of metaphor, right? It's the despair, even though he's trying to hold on to hope in his life.
0: Well, what he's doing despair is he's punishing, punishing himself. Has
1: been eating away at him. Yeah.
0: He's punishing himself for things he can't forgive himself right? for. And that's the great,
1: yeah. The great um, parallel. Yeah. With Master Gardener, we see what happens when it's a story of redemption. First reform, we see it was in a story of like utter despair.
0: Yeah.
1: And the way it just sort of takes all over.
0: Yeah. For sure. Just like when you hear stories of, just going back to what I was saying before psychiatrists or psychologists that have committed suicide or whatnot and you're like well they were the psychiatrists or psychologists but think about what they listen to day in and day out and how invested they get in these people's lives because they're their lifeline you know and how does that feel to be the lifeline of someone who's so depressed or so so much in despair you know It's
1: again a similar sort of plot, right? Like, path meets Amanda Seyfried mm-hmm. when her husband commits suicide. Yeah. She's, he starts to become sort of attached to her.
0: You know what I thought was interesting? How Amanda Seyfried didn't seem that shocked or upset yeah. at the fact that her husband had committed suicide. She not like,
1: expected it. But it's funny at first, again, like viewer expectation part of it, you're thinking, like, is
0: I almost thought there was
1: something to do with it, right?
0: I thought that during the movie, I'm like, she's so kind of not upset about it.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, maybe it was kind of a relief because her husband wanted her to get rid of her baby. Yeah, and when you're pregnant and you want a baby, your baby becomes more important than your husband. I mean, that's fact of the matter, you know what I mean, and. I think maybe that could have been a slight relief to her in that way that she now gets to choose her baby yeah. over she her husband like
1: he changed over the years even before the pregnancy she was not in love with he was anymore. starting to like get distant and change and not be getting the despair had taken over him that he had become um so consumed about
0: the environment the environment
1: mm-hmm. and by 2050 the how the world
0: course, was right. going to be
1: um I thought it was good too in the movie. I'm like, man, it's pretty intense.
0: Yeah. It's
1: 2050 is gonna be scary. <laughs> I was like, oh my god.
0: Except we're not gonna obsess over that.
1: Well, we I'm do little,
0: what we I'm can. Do a little bit of research. Listen, we drive an EV. We don't use paper towels. We're for doing our part. our part. We're doing
1: our. We did, got we're doing our part. <laughs> so if you want to hear an interesting EV hitchhiking story, listen to our Oppenheimer episode.
0: It's a lifestyle choice. It's a lifestyle
1: (laughs) choice. Um, But I thought it was interesting. It was never like a crisis of faith movie, which I was really like, I don't think he ever really questioned his faith.
0: It wasn't a super religious movie, even though it was based on a priest.
1: But he did kind of disenchanted by the church. He was a part of, you know, kind of understanding like where money's coming from and the big business and industry. Mm-hmm. All of that was chipping away them, And again, like Master Gardener, you thought it was leading up to a very explosive. An explosive, violent, violent ending. ending. And you kind of wanted it because you're like, it's set up. And well, you're it,
0: in this day and age, that's what you're used yeah. to in movies. Yeah.
1: And it went, again, it played chicken. Yeah. It played chicken with your violent expectation and feared in another way.
0: Well, it's a more realistic way of ending. It's more realistic.
1: Well, yes and no. I mean. I mean, granted. Yeah. I don't know. In this day and age, like, Suicide Bomber might be a more realistic way of ending, sadly. I
0: thought it was. Well, I don't want to give away the ending.
1: Let's just say it calls back earlier in the film when he's cleaning out the graveyard.
0: Yeah.
1: Because, again, Cedric Entertainer's character criticizes him, Ethan Hawke. For always being in the garden, meaning like you're always just in this place of reflection and regret and looking back, right? You're never like doing all these other things. But when Euthynoch is cleaning up the graveyard as part of the church, the cemetery, there's like a dead squirrel or rabbit and a snare of barbed wire, right?
0: Oh, I miss that. Yeah.
1: he was cleaning up leaves and trash amongst the grapes. Cause I was
0: wondering where they got this. He got this snare thing yeah. from.
1: And there was a dead squirrel around I thought it was
0: just had to do with the images of Jesus. Well, that's, whatnot. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: then he took the snare and took it back inside. Oh, OK. Um,
0: oh, I remember him collecting the snare. I, I didn't I just didn't realize I didn't put it together that that's where that came so from.
1: Definitely. So I think it, it ends in kind of a. Um, less realistic way, but I think an appropriate way for the film. It brings in the themes and the ideas of self-punishment, uh being caught, being feeling like they're caught in a trap, and then finding, like, being at the height of despair, but also getting your one symbol of hope. Like, you have to have hope. Without despair, you'll never get hope.
0: Right. So it came back to that yeah. whole soliloquy. Whole,
1: it sets you up from the very beginning. I felt this was like the era when like A twenty four films kind of followed this blueprint of a, uh-huh. a movie for seventy five percent of the time that builds up to something and then it has some sort of intense end goal. A twenty four has gotten away from that a bit. Yeah. But so this was back when you know A twenty four was great. A twenty
0: four was
1: great.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make A twenty four great again.
1: No, A twenty four good. <laughs>
0: It does a lot. It yeah. does a lot. It's, it's, you know.
1: So, yeah, so that was the Paul Schrader double feature. Unless you have other thoughts. But I think they're just two really good movies.
0: Good actors, good actresses. Or we call men and women actors now. Men, yeah. Friends, yeah. Um. Yeah, they were good movies, both of them. I enjoyed them. I did feel like after um first reformed at the end i was like that's it yeah i was like that's it but now that we talk it through that sucked i didn't say that sucks (laughs) i said that's it meaning i kind of wanted a little more i didn't need the violence no but i kind of needed something more
1: but 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 if you think about it but now
0: that i talk and think about it that was the good ending
1: i'll be honest i i've especially during like the move over moonlight podcast days i um first reformed was always a film i wanted to see mm. but i was hesitant to see it because okay. i thought it would just be boring i thought it would just be ethan hawk sitting in a dark empty room all day. first of all
0: there's
1: no jenga they're playing in jenga this okay. is why jenga should not be jenga. um first of all
0: there's nothing boring about Ethan Hawke.
1: <laughs> no, I know, but I thought it would be. Yeah, again, I'm glad I finally came around to it. Ever. Yeah.
0: Like he's always good in every movie, but it was a little. I mean, his movies are very like dialogue based.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: There's not a lot of action in them. It's dig. Okay. Yeah, which is fine, but maybe that's why you thought it might I be boring. It would
1: just be like, I don't know. i'm glad we saw it <laughs> i definitely like master gardener more than first reform i did too master gardener i'd be like i kind of really want to watch that again i liked a lot of the pacing and the vibe style i mean the budget was bigger but no but i, what I the look like, of it
0: was nice
1: it did look nice i did like first reform that it was in that like kind of four by three square yeah that's true but i felt that added to the claustrophobic nature of the whole thing
0: it's true just kind of this small town. Yeah, I
1: kind of felt trapped, like Ethan Hawk did.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that's true.
1: So I did appreciate. I felt. Oh, I, I felt look wise, artistic wise, first reform was better. But but Master Gardener was like kind of the more kind of engrossing. Yeah.
0: So we liked them both. It was a no, good my double feature.
1: On my I know. Skarner's like number three of all, of, I all of the films I've seen this That's year.
0: It's crazy. I don't know if I would put it that high, but I, I liked it. 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 Did
1: make the top ten. I think it's at number ten. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't put it that high, but we we have different yeah. for the movie, like and yeah. like different criteria. Yeah. You and I. Which is fine. But. It was uh, good. It was fun. It was good. good I liked it a lot.
1: So I drank my Juice Lord and/or. and, or and or
0: I'm almost done.
1: No, cheers with double cheers.
0: This was really fun.
1: Until uh, so we see our next.
0: Nachos and beer Sunday. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>